Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to Deep V's For Vendetta. This is the show where we talk about societal turning points and our predictions for what we think is going to happen in the foreseeable future, in the next 10, 20, 50, 100 years, what the world's going to look like because of the social and political and cultural and economic movements we have right now. I'm joined this week by, or hello, I'm your host, Speedo Josh, and I'm joined this week by Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing today? Good, how are you, Josh? Um, as many people might know me, I'm Wardna in the Facebook group. Uh, everybody at the cabin, I'm one of the cabin boys, so... Yeah, I'm here with Josh. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, MGTOW today. So, yeah, we are recording on location at our Boogaloo bunker in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, America's heartlands. This is where the action happens, somewhere in, in the middle of nowhere, I guess. And I am honored to have Andrew on today to talk about uh, MGTOW stuff specifically, because he used to be uh, to some extent involved in the community. You're you're yeah. uh, very separated, very uh, uh, separated now, but when I understand you have some involvement in um, some background, or at least knowledge of what went on or goes on in that community. Right. And as far as, you know, I could explain it kind of in a fishbowl because, and then, you know, I'll get into it, but it's something that I never really felt that it was, that I was fully a part of. But um, I, I did at one point, I ran one of the Facebook groups for MGTOW. And um, this is one thing that probably most of the people at the cabin probably wouldn't know about me, I would say. Um, is that uh, I was involved with that community at the time of which it was thriving. And I would say that was probably between 2014 and 2016. Uh, and primarily where, you know, it found its prominence was on YouTube. The The YouTube MGTOW community was very vibrant at that point in time. So, Okay. And for anyone who does, isn't familiar, MGTOW, uh, since we're men go their own way, correct? Something yes, like that. Men yeah. going their own way. Men going their own way. And it's a... Uh, uh, a movement um, which involves some some men rights activism stuff. Some uh, well, well, we'll get into a lot of what it stands for and what it actually means uh, yeah. today, and like what because I I am not super familiar with it. I, I know some adjacent talking points and um, you know some adjacent speakers, but I'm not super familiar super familiar with it. And I missed its heyday back in the 2014 2016 days, back when Andrew was uh, familiar with what went on and had some involvement in the community. So. Um, I guess, firstly, do you have any, any opening statement or anything you want to start with, or, any, uh, or should I just go straight into questions? Um, yeah, I, I mean, if I could real quick explain the, why I got into it and what was attractive to it about me. Yes, uh, please. You know, to me, uh, MGTOW, and at this time, I didn't really know what it was at first. Uh, you know, I, I originally, I saw it because a friend of mine, he, sh- he was sharing videos on his uh, Facebook, and, you know, I went and I checked some of those videos out, and... Some of that, I would say, spoke to me on another level that, uh, you know, I thought as far as deep thematic meaning, uh, you know, I was able to find something there. And over time, I kind of got drawn into it and I started to unpack some of that. Um, but I would say that almost right out the gate, I, I had some issues with it. And, uh, you know, I can explain what those were. Uh, you know, mainly it was, I felt that the community was, it was very, uh, how should I say, nihilistic, or uh, it was kind of dark, a lot of it. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll get back into that. I, I think, you know, first of all, I could kind of go back to, uh, you know, where it came from. And, you know... Well, okay, but before that, let's go into just a, a bit more of an outline of what the MGTOW movement means, what it means for men to go their own way, and uh, what it meant to you and the community back in a few years ago. Right, and so... 
what it meant to me was, you know, I found some deep meaning from it. And I think that there's something there in regards to, um, you know, if we start from the premise of, you know, Western society, the, you know, the cuckening of Western society. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, third wave feminism. Yep. Yep. And just men are getting a raw deal. So you have to start with that understanding from the get go. So yes. if you start there, that's when it kind of starts to branch off a little bit. Um, but MGTOW was one of those things that came out of that. So MGTOW, there, and, you know, it all started, you know, back in the, I would say 2000, the uh, so early 2010s, I would say. Uh, sorry, slight tangents. Is there any uh, overlap with the rise of the, the MGTOW thought and Gamergate? Because that was 2012-ish, right? There is. Uh, the two kind of coincided and fed, okay. fed into each other. Okay. So, yeah, there is a lot of overlap there. Um, but, yeah, it, it all started on the AVFM forums, I would say. Um, so what is AVFM? Uh, Voice for Men. I think and it. that was the birth of the men's, the larger men's movement. And, and that was, uh, several things came out of that, you know. Uh, so we start with the premise of, you know, men are getting a raw deal. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, you know, from there, people had different choices for how they decided to respond to that. And, and the, the men's rights activists, they thought, well, we need to petition the government. We need to make changes for this. Um, and uh, not, not everybody agreed with that. So everyone kind of found their place. And this was stuff over time. It's kind of started to segregate out more. The MGTOW, they said, hey, man, shit's fucked. We just need to protect ourselves from it as much as we can. Like, we're not going to, uh, the, the most commonality I could find out of MGTOW is that the largest, uh, commonly held belief is that one, men are getting screwed. And then two, um, we should respond to that by not getting married. It's like the, the easy one. Okay. Um, but that is one of the things with MGTOW. It's a little bit hard, uh, because I've even met some people who, who claim to be MGTOW or call themselves MGTOW who don't agree with that. There's a lot of um, diversity within the community in terms of opinions and uh, ideology, and that's where it kind of got really complicated. And that's that's really how I got into it, because my Facebook group was really uh, the genesis of that was I saw it and I was like, there's something there. I think I can make something of it. Um, I'm not an especially talented creator, I would say, but, um, you know, I thought that if I was to create another group as an alternative to the main group, that, um, you know, I could kind of curate the content a little bit and maybe kind of turn it in a direction that would be more productive, I would say. Okay, that, that, that's respectable. Um, I want to step back a second. Uh, firstly, a question. You, you uh, mentioned this briefly. Is MGTOW a direct response to feminism or, or I guess, third wave, third wave feminism? Or uh, is it a, a kind of whole, um, I guess, sum of cultural movements, cultural uh, you know, changes that is a backlash too. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally, I would say that it's not, I think it's a response to this larger, uh, thing that is people have called the cuckening of the West, which is just the feminization of Western culture. Okay. And, um, that's what I would say it's a response to. Okay. Oh, that makes, that makes more sense. Or that's good to have that clarity. And, uh, another question, would you, align the MGTOW movement or thoughts with right-wing politics, or is that is it coincidental that habits align there, or is it just uh, do a lot of people um, you know, 
lean to that side, or is do you think it's not a factor? Do, do you do you think that there is a, a an overlap or intrinsic overlap there? Right, and you know, for the people that see this creation uh, the same way that I had described, yes, obviously there is a lot of overlap there. Because, okay, and you know, I would even say that it started to die down a little bit. You know, around uh, 2016, around the time of Brexit and Trump getting elected. Because I think there was some confidence restored there, you know, in terms of, well, we're not completely out of control. And, you know, it felt like a long time that we were. Um, okay, that's interesting. Um, and uh, with that, I guess uh, something I've observed is that a, a lot of right-wing movements tend to be very uh, dissociated, very disjointed. Do you think MGTOW follows that trend of, uh, you had mentioned briefly that uh, too many different people, many different movements and groups within the community or within the the, uh, the whole umbrella of men going their own way, that they don't always have the same definition, same idea, same meaning to themselves of what it means. So it's, uh, that's, that's something I've observed a lot in uh, right wing movements, politics and whatnot, especially in the last three to five years do you think that that's a uh, fits in with that uh, yeah fits in with that movement or do you think it's just a separate thing or doesn't uh, you, you can't describe it like that yeah I mean so I would say that you know part of it is a phenomenon of whenever things get popular people tend to co-opt them yes so there was a lot of that going on around that time period and you know that was you saw a lot of different people in there there was pickup artists which you know that's kind of another branch mm-hmm. off that same tree I was describing where the pickup artists are, hey, the game's just fucked. We got to learn how to play it. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, I think that's a very. I while I could get into each one about why I object with them, uh, object to them. You know, as far as pickup artists, I would say that you know things don't really human psychology doesn't work that way. It's a lot more complex. You can't just figure out the right things to say and then just pussy is raining on you. It doesn't work that way, and that's not. You know, even if it does work that way, that's not going to fix the rest of your life's problems. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be, you know, a fulfilling relationship or life or whatever. It's playing a game at that point, and gamification of things, of course, there are rewards, but yeah. uh, it's not the same as real life and consequences and whatnot. Now, I want to step back a second to, uh, you, you had started explaining, um, I think you were going to go into the, the progression or the, the rise of the MGTOW movement. Um, I think you had some, some uh, explanation to give there. Anyway. Yeah, so as far as, you know, the four AVFM forums and then yes. branching off on the tree and all that. And, uh, yeah, it hit a peak. And, you know, and I'm still, I would say I'm still good friends with a lot of the people that, you know, were parts of these groups. Um, you know, there's, the main group uh, was a very vibrant community. There's a lot, it, you know, as, as active as the Dick Show community is, mm-hmm. it, it was much more active than that. And um, Wow, okay. You know, some of it, for the most part, I found to me that by going in there, it was physically draining to me. Um, there was stuff in there that, and, and, you know, I went and asked some, there's people that I met from MGTOW that are going to be lifelong friends of mine, and, and I still talk to them uh, on a daily basis. But, you know, that uh, I had a couple friends when I started uh, my other group, and I made them moderators of the group, and, and uh, you know, we kind of felt the same way that this group was training to be in, to be in. So we wanted to create something that was more productive. But one of the things I promised them I would talk about was there was one guy in particular that, you know, he would go into the group, uh, you know, and post almost on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And this was a, a man that got just screwed in, in uh, family court. 
Oh shit! And, okay. Um, do you have any specifics or like do? You, because I want to go into the topic of family court with this, uh, but for his case, was it something like uh, custody or um, just losing a lot of wealth? Or what? what is the? Uh, do you remember what his situation was or do you care um, to share? Yeah, so, I, I mean, the long and short of it, the, the guy got real sick. He died alone and without his children, and it was a very sad situation. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. Okay, um, yeah. You know, that, I, I really feel for those people. Yes. And, and that's kind of the heart of what the good in MGTOW was people wanted to better themselves and they didn't want to be, he, his was more of a cautionary thing. Like he would go in and say like, please don't do this. It's not worth the risk. And, and, uh, you know, whether that speaks to you or not, I mean, that's just on a case to case basis. My thing was, I just want to post like audio content and video content that I find to be something that empowers me. Like, you know, and I was kind of just getting into my career and stuff like that, too. So it was stuff that, um, you know, I would say I wanted to make it more productive. Okay. Are, uh, are you familiar at all with existential philosophy? Yes. Uh, so a lot of what you're saying reminds me of things discussed in existential philosophy, where there's the half the time it is extremely nihilistic where it's a uh, there's not this objective truth whatever it doesn't when nothing happens after death it doesn't mean anything it would uh, our, our reality is what we create but then there's the other side where it's productive and it's like we create our reality we create our own meaning and that's something Camus uh, did with uh, some essays and novels of his own was try to push that narrative that uh, in in spite of a bleak outlook on life or bleak philosophy on life we can be very productive um so you you've been you've been talking about how you want you wanted to make the MGTOW community to be, to be something productive. Or some of the, some of those ideas and movements to be to be more productive. And uh, some folks you know also had that. But then a lot of other people in the community were just very bleak or depressing or self defeating about it. Yeah. Um, what I guess do you have any commentary on the specifics of self defeating things, depressing things, uh, bleak outlooks, or how to combat that, and uh, how you were trying to make it productive? And or, or just whether or not you think this this comparison really uh, fits or not. Yeah, well, what I would say is that, you know, my thing, I started, and this was just me in my 20s trying to figure out who I was as a man. Yes. You know, and so, like, I figured, I figured out after a while that if I really buckled down on something and I, um, you know, I worked hard on it and I made something happen, I learned something new, mm -hmm. um, I produced something of value. To me, that was the most meaningful thing that I could find at the time. Okay. Um, you know, and to that, I just wanted to give that to other people. And I found that type of meaning in, I would say, other people's audio content. Um, you know, and I would say I'm a big fan of, of your podcast and, and comics. Jesus Christ, I'm uh, fucking flattered. <laughs> comics pop, pop as well. I, that's something that, uh, you know, it got me into comics. And, and that's stuff that gives me meaning, too, because thematically it speaks to me. But, okay. Um you know, that's kind of on a broader scale, but I originally just kind of focused on, hey, here's strategies, how to be productive. Here's, um, you know, audio content that's motivational mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, stuff like uh, Jocko Wilnick or yep. um, you okay. know, Gary Vee or something like that. I post in there. Yeah, just I, the um, hardcore hustle. Love it. Yeah, the <laughs> Jordan Peterson type stuff. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it, one of the things that I found that, was pretty cool, uh, you know, and I know we talked about, like, the five flag theory. Uh, I think we did at some point. Remind, refresh my memory, please. Yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's kind of a expats manual for, uh, well, the, the book, PT by uh, W.G. Hill. 
Okay. And there's there's actually there's two books. There's PT and PT two, which okay. I have those both sitting in my house. For I I'm sure I saw. Them. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember. I'm, it's coming back to me. Keep explaining though. My memory shit sometimes. Yeah. So this guy, he's um, he's essentially a rich guy, and he um, kind of squandered all of his money. Okay. He was in the publishing industry, and he went to I believe it was Thailand, and mm-hmm. you know he had all millions of dollars and got himself a Thai wife and got had a mistress and like bought all these nice cars and um, squandered all of his money. Mm-hmm. And somehow years later he became rich again. And he wrote a book on how to protect your assets. And it was just based off of his experience and things that he found that worked. And one of the things, the five flags are different ways that you uh, set up your country of origin like you put your assets in one place, you have one place that's a designated playground, you have one place where you claim residence where you don't keep your assets. Okay. Um, and it's just a, a way to kind of slip through the cracks of what is the legal system existing on planet Earth, you know? And, um, yeah, it's uh, he did manuals for each individual country. Here's what I found at this country, it would be good as a playground or it would be good as, you know, a place okay, to, yeah. uh, you know, keep your assets for different reasons. And, um, yeah, that to me, that was quintessential, uh, what Nick Tao was about without any of the depressing, like, man, uh, people got tired at some point of just the, everybody just, you know, women are going to get you and, you know, society is out <laughs> to get you and like, don't do it. This is going to happen. Like, th- there's nothing productive there. Don't do it. It's just, it ends at that. Okay, I won't do it, or I will do it. So, so it sounds like a lot of, a lot of what you're saying is um, uh, approaching the movement of MGTOW from the, uh, the like, like you were saying, the productive side of trying to make, to make the most of our lives individually and personally, rather than blame the things that may have been uh, preventing us from making the most of our lives is the you, is that an accurate representation of what's uh, what you're trying to get at? Yeah, and um, I can't off the top of my head, I can't think of the name of the phenomenon, but it's it's one of those things like if you picture that bad things are going to happen to you, yes, it's going to happen. Is that a, a self fulfilling prophecy, or yeah, is that a self fulfilling? Is, is that what you're trying to self defeating? Okay. Right? To yeah. Think that oh, this girl that I'm with is going to steal all my cash. Like, be smart, but don't okay. just assume that everybody that you meet is going to s- screw you over. I mean... Yes. Um, and, and with all this, like, I want to... So, you've talked about a bit about the productive side and how to make the most of your life or, or some various speakers who have uh, really championed those principles. I want to kind of talk about the, the I guess, um, from what I see, MGTOW is a lot related to the dynamic between men and women is uh, right or wrong, or uh, should, should I be addressing that, or should I be focusing in on that? Yeah, that's entirely what it is. I would say. Um, okay. And you know, like, like I said, it's people, you know, opting out of marriage was the the most simple way that I can explain it. Um, people took that to other levels. You had people that were voluntary celibates. Yes. You had other people that were like, "Well, I'm just going to stick to hookers," and it's like it, it, there's so many different variations. It was an incredibly diverse group in terms of opinions. Um, and that was one of the problems too, is there was a lot of gatekeeping. Oh so shit. Like, yeah. And nobody knew the rules. So, cause they were, we were coming up with them on the fly, but I 
kind of got sick of it after a while. That's one of the reasons why I kind of quit. Okay. Um, now I'll just step, or I'll delve into a couple of those specific topics a little bit and a couple of those dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts or what is the, the MGTOW approach to sex bots or real dolls or whatever you want to call them, whatever they're called, that? Is there a, a general... I, a lot of what I understand is you just mentioned a, some people in the movement, their uh, their approach is just, I'm only going to fuck hookers. And some, from what I've heard, or some, some people who talk about MGTOW or some people who are adjacent or uh, a little bit in the community... They kind of they do that except with the real doll or sex doll or whatever. Uh, can you can you explain to me a little bit what kind of the, the uh, general thought process is or what the general uh, you know idea or uh, uh, opinion is of that? Yeah, so I would say that that's one thing. You know, there's a lot of and you know I can only explain because obviously MGTOW is not a person or no. even like necessarily a group of people. Yes. It's, it's just, I can only explain what is the rhetoric in the group and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but I, I would say that generally speaking, you know, what people would say about that in the group is that, you know, essentially these real dolls are going to replace women. So is, uh, that's, that's goes to the next important question of mine, which is, do you think with that, uh, with, with some technology like real dolls or some 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 something like that to replace the uh, you know, sexual uh, needs, desires, whatever of men, that uh, and women, uh, some some amount of women following and and some cultures following very sharply a uh, third wave feminism movement, a very progressive uh, sort of mindset, culture, uh, idea set. Do you think that means that women or women as far as relationships and marriages go? Uh, uh, from the MGTOW perspective are or will be obsolete? And then just from your perspective, and general perspective, do you think they will or are or will be obsolete? So the movement as a whole, yes. um, I would say that th- that's generally, um, that's generally what they would say. Now I've seen that there's a lot of content that they posted about, you know, what are the different things that, uh, you know, men require women for and, it lays them out and uh, there's some emotional, you know, and it, even admittedly in, in, you know, the deepest MGTOW circles, they would admit that there's some, you know, emotional dependency there that, you know, they do need kind of a shoulder to cry on to a less, you know, to a certain extent. Um, um, slight interruption. Does that uh, have to be a woman, uh, a woman with whom you can have a sexual relation, a woman who, with whom you can be friends with or a man? Like, is there, like specifically does, does it, as far as having that emotional support or having that emotional connection with someone, is there a philosophy behind like who it has to be? Um, I, I would say the consensus is that, you know, just biologically speaking, it has to be a woman. I mean, okay. I mean, I, I like from my personal experience, I agree. I just like, that's uh, I was wondering if there was, there was any more commentary on that. Yeah, I, I'm sure there is. And, I, and I'm not, you know, foremost expert in all of the content that's out there. Okay. It's been, you know, probably a couple of years before since I've listened to any of it. But, um, you know, I would say, you know, me at this point in time, I, I obviously I, I object to almost all of it because, you know, my thing is uh, more re- recently I've kind of got into a little bit more into like the religious side. Um, okay. And, um, you know, my thing is that, and I don't know if I would consider myself like a heart. I'm uh, obviously a, uh, a Christian. I'm uh, Catholic. Awesome. My, uh, I don't know if I would consider myself like a 
hardcore Catholic or, or Christian. Like, I don't even really go to church. But as far as um, trying to figure out a way to construct society and the rules that govern that, um, you know, I've gravitated towards the themes uh, that are provided in the Catholic Church. Okay. And I, uh, on a personal level, I can relate to that, or I'm uh, on a, a very similar page as far as Catholicism goes in my, my own uh, beliefs and practices. Um, okay. Uh, I want to go back a second and go, get more into a couple a couple of the specifics of the men and win, women dynamic. Um, so, uh, what is it? Family court in the U.S. and custody battles, divorces, uh, whatever. Um how does this drive the the MGTOW movement? What is what is the commentary on that? Uh, is do you think there's any future uh, reform or equality in family court in the United States? Um. Yeah, that, that I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, I don't even really want to speculate on it because I don't. I can't predict what's going to happen. Okay. Um, the I think you know, and I kind of touched on it earlier. One of the reasons why. MGTOW kind of grew the way that it did is because increasingly, if you didn't get screwed over, you know somebody that got screwed over. And that's true for so many people. So, you know, um, and the assumption was that it's never going to change. It's just going to get worse. And um, so I would say that, like I said, you know, the Trump election and Brexit and stuff like that are things that are like, look, things aren't being controlled the way you think they are. It's not a complete, um, you know, the, uh, the left wing does not control the entirety of society. You know, okay. That's very optimistic to look at it, honestly. But yeah. yeah um, and a, a, um, a quick question on that. So you mentioned briefly that uh, uh, generally or some part of MGTOW is um, to an abandonment or uh, to stray away from marriage. Um, is, is that like a, a, I guess, relatively core or uh, core principle of a lot of what's talked about to uh, not get married? Or is there uh, also some, say, tradcon traditional marriage and, and dynamics, just not the what a modern progressive dynamics for men and women uh, for, uh, I guess, ideas or ambitions in the MGTOW community? Yeah, so it's kind of the opposite of traditionalism. The okay. thing is that don't buy into the meme of traditionalism. That's really their thesis okay because they're saying that if you believe that things still are that way you know you grow up and marry your high school sweetheart and then have a bunch of kids together and everything's going to work out hunky-dory goddamn white pick offense that's that's essentially the best thesis of MGTOW that i can come up with um that's really interesting go on yeah and, and so to get to tie that back into why i kind of object to it now is that i find that those values aren't completely dead and you know obviously yeah. Getting into religious circles kind of helped me see that a little bit more. But on top of that, you know, as you know, my girlfriend's from uh, Central America. And, mm-hmm. You know, her family is very tra- traditional. Yeah. And those values are very much still alive in their family. And, um, you know, it's very nihilistic to say that those are just going to die on the pine. That, you know, everything, all the great things that uh, Christianity brought us for thousands of years is just going to disappear. Yeah, and I, uh, so for university, I went to the Catholic University of America, and it's like, so a lot of the, uh, a lot of the women I know my age are very much that traditional, that Catholic traditional uh, beliefs and culture, and a lot of men I know are that way too, and my age, and that's, um, 
so I, I even though it's a relatively small sample size in you know, the scheme of things, and it's not what we see in media and the movement of society, I have plenty of experiences where traditionalism and those values and those experiences and those relationships and marriages and families are still alive and well. So I, I, I agree with you there, and that's mm-hmm. that's one reason why if, if I were to delve into it further, I would probably stray away from the, the MGTOW movement in full as well. Um, now, I want to get into something you were saying where... Uh, so... so you you were uh, you were talking about how part of the MGTOW philosophy with their uh, like revolt is that um, things are always going to be this way. So in response, we kind of have to do this. We have to avoid marriage. We have to uh, avoid, or it's it. We're never going to be at advantage in our relationship with women, or something like that. Um, so that's something I, I like. I like looking at the world, looking at a. Uh, uh, or something I personally look at the world like, where they're kind of, uh, I'll just say, two different ways of looking at things, where there's the, the one, the way of uh, working with what you have, which is that perspective. And that's generally what I fall under as far as what my, how my decision-making goes. And then there's the way of making your own future. I don't know. Change, changing, changing the world around you. How about that? Um, and not accepting that the world is the way it is and that you can change things for the better or what you see as the better or for what's better for yourself, which is the, the, the main focus I give to that is in entrepreneurial uh, enterprises to where uh, people are able to change their path, whatever, make the best of a bad situation, something, 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 etc. And um, yeah, all that. So with, with yourself, uh, is that something you found in response to the McTown movement? That uh, is it whether you follow a um, work with what you have philosophy and you've just found out that there are more opportunities than McTow thinks you have, or uh, change your fate philosophy and uh, you've just made a better future for yourself? Is there any specific thing specifically, or does this apply to how you think about things? And is there anything specifically you can comment on that? Uh, is a reason why you drifted away from the McTow uh, movement in philosophy. It's just like uh, it's like they say, only the Sith deal in absolutes. Stop fishing. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so don't uh, don't deal with absolutes. Yeah, only the Sith deal in absolutes. <laughs> Fucking Star Wars. <laughs> no, there's. I mean, like I said, it's 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 not going to die tomorrow. Like it, it, I know that it's becoming increasingly rare, and I totally am on board with the things that they're saying. Like. You as a guy in Western society getting on fucking Tinder, if you're, a, you know, a regular looking guy, you know, things aren't going to be the way they were in the 50s. Like, you can you can either accept that and kind of weigh the options from there. Okay, yeah. I would say that my approach to most things is very pragmatic. So, it's like, look, we're here. What do I want and how can I find it? And so, okay, you know, it's not... It's, it's not defeatist, but it's not... Uh, overly enterprising, if that makes sense. The, the, right. Yeah. yeah. And um, so you're not fitting one of my two little bins right now. You're not. You're not a super simple character of a human being. Great. I love it. <laughs> and I'm not completely. I'm not completely completely defeating. You know what they're trying to do in in their approach to things. And I I say what um what they're trying to do probably isn't the right way to, to phrase it because they're not. They don't see themselves as like. This is a movement that's going to defeat feminism. That's not what it is. 
it's an individual response to a larger societal problem. Okay. And I think that problem is something that we can all agree exists. But there's no putting that genie back in the bottle. You're not going to uninvent smartphones. <laughs> it's like access is easy. And when access is easy, women are always going to be more promiscuous. That's just a fact. Okay. That's okay. Quick question. Uh, just um, as, as get on to uh, or transition through this. Um, going back a second, you said it was uh, so you, you drifted more towards a uh, religious approach to some of your worldview or some of your uh, uh, moral view, relationship view, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, do you, th is there any relationship or religion? Um, are there any religi religious movements within MGTOW or is religion related at all to MGTOW or is it a, a fully secular movement? Yeah, like I said, it's, it's a very diverse uh, movement, if you want to call it a movement, um, that there is a wing of MGTOW that is traditionalist. And their thing um, is, hey, look, we need to bring things back to the way they used to be in the 50s. But like I said, I mean, you can't uninvent, you know, and me, I'm a, um, obviously I work, I'm a software engineer. So, yep. um, you know, I work on technology and, and the thing is, you're not going to undo it. You just have to live with the consequences. And it may be that we're seeing the worst of it. But in reality, it's not really that bad. There's plenty of people out there that are still that still have religious values, or even if they don't, um, they don't pride themselves on being promiscuous or um, you know just living the general lifestyles. To, to what extent do you think the media is, or mainstream media, network media, is responsible for some of these uh, views of the world? Some of these views that say um, society is controlled by leftists. Promiscuism, uh, promiscuity is the uh, all women are promiscuous. Promiscuity is uh, the youth of today. Um, to what extent do you think it is uh, uh, network news, mainstream media, whatever Hollywood that is, and the influences on a lot of people that is uh, are promulgating these ideas? Well, I, I mean, in, in my opinion, I think that the media and um, politics is a factor in it as well. Um, you know, they have this uh, idea of what is virtuous, and they're asserting that pretty hard. And people yes. are following that. They're, they're taking it, okay. and they're trying to live it out. And that may not be good for society, but also on an individual level, it may not be good. Okay, I, I like that um, that explanation. And so so talking about MGTOW and uh, uh, talking about... Uh, we, we've gotten into some of the themes, some of the uh, principles that a lot of people in uh, who, who identify themselves as MGTOW follow. Um, going forward from there, uh, so you, you said you have, um, uh, I guess I'll say formally left the movement in 2016. Um, what is the future of the movement? What is the state of it right now? I know you, you, you've told me a little bit that it is very much on the decline and that it's much smaller, uh, whether it's due to deplatforming or just a loss of interest or just that people don't feel like they uh, need to push these agendas as much anymore. What is the current status and what is the future of the movement uh, right now? So, you know, I think like, you know, if I can relate that to myself, that when I found it, I was a man in his uh, young, young to mid-20s, and um, I was trying to just kind of figure out my life and who was the mm -hmm. man that I wanted to be. And for men that have been screwed over in family court and they're trying to figure out their life and put things back together, they're going to need 
forums. And so I think it's always going to exist, but I don't think that it's, um, you know, as it was in 2014 to 2016, where they were, to, uh, they were producing a lot of really high quality YouTube content, um, and just good content in general. There was podcasts and everything. And, um, you know, they brought in people that may have otherwise not been involved with it. I would probably include myself with that. Um, you know, so I don't know if it's going to reach that level again. I would say okay. that, I, that I probably doubt it. That was kind of a phenomenon of the era, but those forums are always going to exist. Okay. Um, and, and with some of the principles of MGTOW, mm-hmm. like, uh, let's just say, for example, um, the a traditional family. Uh, with the combination of MGTOW generally avoiding that and with a lot of uh, progressive mainstream whatever um, uh, movements um, you know cultural ideas avoiding a traditional family marriage children all of that what do you think is the future of the family in I'll just say specifically America what, what do you think is the future of family in America in the wake of both MGTOW and progressivism movements I would say, um, you know, just in general, I, I kind of subscribe to almost the Jordan Peterson kind of view of this, is that okay. themes that speak to people on a deeper level tend to stick around longer. So those stories, the Bible, the Quran, mm-hmm. the... Uh, um, Torah, I don't know. Torah, yeah. <laughs> um, part, things yeah, Bible. That, yeah, uh, those religious doctrines that are books that speak to people on a much deeper level... Obviously, they did something right, and at that time, it was especially hard to create stories that were uh, meaningful to people. Okay. Because, um, you know, you didn't have television. There was people going door to door telling stories, and if you didn't have an interesting story, then you, the door got slammed in your face very quick, so the standard was much higher. Yes. But, um, you know, I would say that the good stories stuck around for a reason, and... Uh, you know, I would say that that trend is going to continue just because we have this habit in, in the current time, you know, that, uh, you know, we're worshiping, we're worshiping things that are, uh, I would say, not productive to society or uh, useful. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not going to last forever. I mean, I don't think that's like a trend that, you know, things are just going to keep going downhill and just crash at the bottom. I think that it could, there's a potential worst case scenario that it could lead, lead to the downfall of our current society, um, you know, being America or Western, current Western civilization, um, worst case scenario, but that's a huge, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, okay. But, you know, if you wanted to take things to the worst possible outcome, I think that's what it is. It would deconstruct the current society and then we would rebuild and start a new one. I want to get into that soon, uh, a little bit later, but uh, first thing I want to kind of I want to finish up on some of the the uh, the gender men women dynamic topics with uh, I think I'll finish up on so the the generic questions uh, where have all the good men gone and where have all the good women gone respond how you would like <laughs> where have all the good men gone um, they're going to Lizzo concerts and fucking. <laughs> Playing Nintendo Switch. I mean, Nintendo Switch is pretty fun. Got a good good catalog games going. <laughs> Where have all the good women gone? I would yep. say, uh, yeah, they're they're. Oh, that's a tougher one. I would say. Um, 
They're tending to aggregate more towards, uh, you know, the good men, I would say. Okay, so it's just uh, the good men and good women, they're finding each other, and everyone else is expecting good men and women for themselves, and, uh, you know, they're already taken. It's not It's not a one-for-one one match anymore. It's, of course uh, if not. You're, if you're Mr. Chad Stevens, that, you know, you, Chad Thundercock, <laughs> yeah. um, you could have many women at your beck and call, and... You know, uh, the math is not going to shake out for nine other people. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. that's oh, yeah. To describe the problem that MGTOW are complaining about in in, in terms of relationship dynamics, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely where we're at right now with traditionalism dying. Uh, there's a lot of unhappy people, and it's uh, you know, I think that we can learn something from that. Okay, and uh, with, with a lot of with the idea of a lot of unhappy people and something that's been in the news quite a bit for the last couple of years, um, what is the the overlap or uh, is there any relationship or overlap between the MGTOW community and incels? <laughs> There's some overlap. Okay, so <laughs> you know I'm kind of embarrassed to say as me saying that I was somebody that was involved with this that. You know, I mentioned that there was voluntary celibates. There's also involuntary celibates that would show up in some of the MGTOW forums. Um, Should I not show up to the cabin tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's just the same thing. They've they've got a common enemy, right? So what are they going to complain about? The women. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's a good commentary there. Um, So you you've talked a little bit about how. you, you think some of the the core, let's say, stories, uh, whether religious or otherwise, some of the core principles, guiding principles for uh, human culture and morality, will always uh, stick. Do you? So, uh, regardless, there's been a huge progressive movement towards, uh, I'll just say, progressivism, feminism, that has caused or uh, invoked some of the complaints of the MGTOW community. Do you think that there's going to be any uh, return to basics? Do you think there's going to be a return to con- traditionalism? Do you think that uh, women in general are going to change culturally to where uh, something like the MGTOW movement wouldn't exist or, or to where some of these, these issues and di- uh, just conflicting dynamics between men and women don't exist? This is the spot where I give all my predictions, right? Um, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I've got a few predictions. <laughs> good, so good, I'm, good, I'm good. just going to throw them at you one by one. Please. So here's number one, is uh, return to religion in the next 10 to 20 years. Oh, shit. I love this. I, I have and, not heard this. And my next one, uh, well, maybe not Trump, but a Republican will win the black vote in the next 10 to 20 years. Oh, that's fascinating. And the two are intertwined. I'm, I'm not, because, no, believe I, it yeah, or not, yeah. there's, there's a lot of uh, black people within the MGTOW community. Okay, okay. And there's reasons for that. I mean, there's there's very good reasons to that. It, 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 go on. Um, you know, it has a lot to do with, if you look at rates of uh, single motherhood within the black community, and the effects that's, uh, that's having on the community at large, it's... Um, oh, okay. It, it's, it stems from that. But, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people, uh, you know, and it, it, it sucks. They're kind of, uh, I feel like, you know, that's one of the things about, um, in, in, obviously it's been talked about before. It's like, um, I saw recently a movie, I can't think of the name of it, but 
um, you know, if you're a black guy in current society, like mm-hmm. they expect you to meet this like cookie cutter standard. And yeah, if you don't meet that standard and what it is now is like progressivism. Well, I mean, there was some rapper like a year or two ago who had a tweet that was just because you're black doesn't mean you have to be Democrat or some, something along yeah, those lines. Kanye. No, that, I don't think that was Connie. That was someone else. Um, Connie might've com- I think he commented on it, but whatever, regardless, uh, there was that sentiment that just because you're black doesn't mean you have to be Democrat. But there's there's some um, undertones within the black community that I've seen it, and you know I'm not, I don't claim to be foremost expert. Obviously, I'm I'm not black, but um, you know I live in a black area in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So um, what I've heard and seen is that a lot of people they're a very conservative community. I would say they're very uh, religious, and those values kind of get trumped by sometimes what you know wokeness which is what it's been over the last couple decades has been oh you gotta stick it to the republicans so like socioeconomic and racial wokeness or is there is it touching on something else yeah it's that that that's part of it okay but it's um it's going against the grain it's it's making a bold move to stand up for yourself and that's something i think we all get on board with um, you know, with them, I would say that, um, you know, their values align closer with Republicans. So I think what's happening there is that, you know, their votes been co-opted for a long time. Yes. And they've been yeah, buying people. 100%. Yeah. And they're seeing that they're getting a raw deal. And I know people are like, oh, Kanye's just a crazy guy, but <laughs> Kanye's not the only person I've heard that from. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, there, are, there are other rappers who are saying that. It, well, rappers just being an example of prominent figures in, in the black community. There, there are plenty of uh, prominent figures in the black community. Otherwise, who have been saying that and just people in general. So that, yeah. Okay. But even outside of me, it's just people I know personally. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, they, they seem to be rejecting what they've been told was the right answer. And yes, that's respectable. And exactly. I, so that's where my prediction is coming from. I think that they're going to move more in line with their values because the only reason in the first why that all, all that started in the first place was well, one clever marketing, but Barry Goldwater, nineteen sixty four. So, uh, sorry, re- refresh me on uh, Barry Goldwater. Um, so they lost a black vote in nineteen sixty four. What happened was um, Barry Goldwater voted for um, he voted essentially in favor of segregation. Because his okay. thing was let the states do it one at a time, and then there's oh. not any objection to it. He was not opposed to segregation. He was not opposed to integrating. He, what yeah, he was yeah. opposed to was making it a federal mandate. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, because he he was um, he wrote a book called Conscience of a Conservative, and he was he was actually very libertarian, I would say, mm-hmm. um, and he was very in favor of states' rights on almost everything, consistent across the board. Okay, so it wasn't necessarily a, a racial topic, but because it was a racial topic, it uh, ended up losing a lot of the black vote for the conservatives. Is that uh, kind of what you're getting at? It was. Um, I would say it was. It was a faux pas that cost the Republicans for fifty years. Yeah. Hey, it's after fifty. More than fifty years after yeah. that. Great, we're at a time of change. Yeah. Um, okay. Is, uh, do you have any final comments on MGTOW uh, and men-women dynamic relations? Yeah, I mean. Like I said before, is, you know, don't get discouraged just because things aren't working out for you. Do the things that you feel that you need to do and that you want to do. Better yourself. Focus on yourself. Like, 
have a goal in mind and live with purpose and don't don't hinge your existence on whether or not a, a woman pays attention to you. You know, that's something that it's going to happen naturally anyways, even if, if you're living out your purpose. So that's where a lot of MGTOW get kind of hung up. It's like, you know, I've put all of my purpose in my existence in that this marriage is going to work out or that, you know, my kids are going to stay with me. But, you know, the thing is, you just need to keep, you need to stay focused on living your purpose because all of that's going to stay intact because hormonally and biologically, that's just how women are wired. That if you're a man living out successfully, that they're going to be more attracted to you and things are going to stay together. So that's where I think a lot of people, they, they got hung up and um, things didn't work out for one reason or another. You just keep pressing forward because it's going to work out. Okay, I, I agree completely, and I love that you seem to have some sense of optimism about this as well. Yeah. Um, okay, now on to the rapid-fire question round. To get through the, the, uh, the, I guess, other questions for what's going on in our society and what may turn topsy-turvy and upside-down. Uh, firstly, Boogaloo, Red Flag Laws, Second Civil War, yay or nay? <laughs> I, I'm going to say nay. Okay, any particular reason? Well, you know, if I can tie that into MGTOW, MGTOW's, um, there's a subset of MGTOW that believes there will be a boogaloo, that things like the grass eater men in Japan are uh, indicative of what's going to happen to society. Okay, sorry, you're slight tangent. Explain to me the grass eater men in Japan. Okay, so they have, this is a phenomenon in Japan that there's a bunch of men that they just, uh, they're essentially voluntary celibates. Okay. They don't interact with women at all because they feel that it doesn't serve them. They're... The MGTOW okay. left to reach into them as an example um, because they, well, a subset of MGTOW because some of them feel that this is some larger societal phenomenon. It's just over for women. Hack it in. It's, it's over. Okay. Okay. I'm, I would say that I'm very much, uh, I believe that in like, you know, capitalism and market forces and that if women remove themselves from the markets in that way, then it's there's it's going to creep back like okay so i guess with that a tangential question do you believe that there's always going to be a a pendulum effect of culture and politics uh, that is going to swing back and there will always be some balance i do because because of the same reason i, I think that it's you know it's a supply and demand thing right if yes. there's a bunch of men not getting laid and a bunch of women not getting laid there's going to be some cross-pollination and figuring out okay what are we doing wrong and okay. Maybe start okay. Changing behavior. Yeah, that, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, next rapid fire question: World War Three. Uh, uh, I can get into specifics, but do you do you have any thoughts on that? World War Three with. No, I mean, that's the thing. Do, 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 do you have someone in particular in mind? Will there be a World War Three? I, I don't. Um, no, I, I don't see. So there not, will be at some point. I'm, I'm okay. Assuming. Okay. But, but not like with it within our current uh, cultural, socio-political, economic uh, field. Or no, field there's division. nothing that's going on right now that's indicative of World War Three beginning. Okay, okay, <laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, Second Cold War. What do you do? What do you think about now that a lot of government agencies agencies are saying that right now we are in a Second Cold War? I don't think so. I, I think it's just uh, it, it's it all stemmed from that whole. Uh, Trump Russia thing that they alleged, and now it's 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 a lot of going back to the Red Scare and uh, 
you know, oh, this guy's a Russian asset and this person's a Russian asset. And okay. uh, it's a lot of finger pointing. And I don't think it's going to happen going into the next election. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you think about what's going on right now in Hong Kong with the, uh, the, the whole Hong Kong dispute with China with the extradition rights and uh, kind of all of that, uh, the protests, police brutality, etc. What do you think is going on there and what do you think is going to happen with that over the next couple of years? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I think that it'll probably die down uh, for one reason or another. Okay. Like it died die down and Hong Kong goes back to their uh, partially independent selves in China that stops interfering or whatever. I think uh, Hong Kong will get absorbed into China. But okay. I, like just full, fully absorbed into China? Yeah, because um, at some point they're just going to keep taking. Yeah, and do, do and, you think any anyone internationally will interfere with that or have any uh, interest in Hong Kong remaining uh, with some level of independence, whether it be the United States or any other? Because Hong Kong is a major uh, economic hub, so I'm sure they have a bunch of other relationships other than the United States. But uh, whoever it be, do you, do you suspect anyone will try to interfere with China uh, in annexing Hong Kong? I don't think so. I, I think it'll just happen in... It's unfortunate. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, people are protesting now and there's people agitating, but, um, I mean, China's shown in the past that they're not, if they need to get rid of them, they will get rid of them. Definitely. Um, Okay, next question. Speaking of China, uh, what are your thoughts on the, uh, so currently right now, this is uh, the beginning of February 2020, and we're going through the coronavirus outbreak uh, based in Wuhan, China. Um, or the, is the, the province Wuhan or is it the town? I think it's a town. It's a town. Okay, the, the city of Wuhan in China and whatever province it is. I think it's mid-southern. Um, so we're going through that right now. There are tens of thousands of uh, confirmed um, infections, mostly in China, but there are person-to-person sp- uh, spreading infections in, in the United States and other countries as well. Um, and there are 200-ish, a little over 200 deaths, right? Or was it, wait, sorry, was there 400 a day? I want to say I read over 400 today. Whatever. So there, there are hundreds of deaths. Let's say that. What do you see the the trajectory of this uh, this this uh, outbreak going? Where do you see it going? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to predict something like that. Okay. Yeah, that's no problem. I was, I was just wanted to get any thoughts on it or yeah. uh, wondering if it's going to majorly affect any anything. Uh, well, it's already it's it's has some effects on the stock market so far, but um, and and international travel. But I don't know. Um, the stock market is very resilient. I, okay. I don't think that that's going to have any long-term effects on anything. Um, right now, it's just like the stock market has a tendency for its butthole to flinch. And so what's <laughs> yeah, happening is like anything, yeah. anytime anything bad happens, right away there's a huge sell. And then there's some like trickle from that, like people follow because people are afraid about losing their money. But um, no, there's like long-term uh, downturns of, of the stock market are very pretty, they're pretty rare. Okay. Okay. That's uh, that's reassuring. Um, back to the uh, I guess World War Three adjacent topics. What are your thoughts on conflicts with North Korea and Iran and any other country other than the U.S. and Russia and those other random countries that have nuclear armaments? So far, nuclear armaments conflicts with North Korea and Iran. Do you have any, do you, do you think it's going to progress anywhere or or uh, come into any major conflict? No. I mean, but I mean. I think it's a product of who's in charge, too, is, um, 
you know, it's it's a very complex game, you know, uh, foreign policy, and I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, making them be able to understand the consequences and know that there are some. And so, okay, you know, I think it w- with our current uh, current administration, I think we're pretty safe with that. Okay, that's um, and then I guess one one final rapid fire question: climate change. The climate change question mark. <laughs> so, do, you, do you have any uh, do you have any thoughts on the the uh, so so climate change is becoming an ever um, an ever pervasive subject and everything, whether it be the the a couple weeks ago in the Davos uh, International Economics Conference or whether it be with the they, just a week or two ago they had some new announcements with an announcement with the Doomsday Clock and the 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 countdown to nuclear nuclear uh, destruction of the world, which is horseshit by the way. But they brought in climate change. Climate change was one of the main reasons they moved to the Doomsday Clock, which yes <laughs> is horseshit. But um, so so it's coming into nuclear conflict. It's coming into uh, economic negotiations. It's coming into whatever the hell else exists in the world. And um, yeah, like a minute and a half to midnight right now, or something like that. I and forget. They just moved the Bay of Pigs. It was like stupid. 15 minutes. Like, are you kidding me? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, the Bay of Pigs is apparently a big hoax. That's what Larry was telling me. He's saying he's talking to some CIA folk, and uh, Bay of Pigs is a hoax. Yeah, I've heard all that. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, uh, so, so what, what are your thoughts about climate change and, um, you know, pervasiveness and everything right now? Whether human affected climate change is a major issue what our world physically uh will look like on the shores climate wise whatever in 10 20 50 100 years do you have any commentary on that oh look i'm you know i'm not a climate scientist so i I don't know in depth i don't know exactly so i'm not claiming it's one thing or, or another but i do find that there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have bought into this without really knowing any of the facts, and they're being very forceful. You know, there's a, there's a pendulum, there's a, a spectrum of possibilities here. Uh, yes. And one, you know, you can have it where, yes, it exists, and yes, it's going to destroy the world, but, but maybe yeah. it's actually going to kill more people if we just dump all of our resources into it. So maybe it's not a good idea. Okay, but I, if you say anything to the extent of that, it's as long as you leave the uh, cookie cutter answer of yes, it's real. We got to dump every penny into it. Then you're considered a climate denier, and that's something that's to be frowned upon. And it it seems weird to me how people are just hook, line, and sinker. They're just they bought into it fully, and they're not going to question it. Yes, that's that's a big concern for myself, or what what I see is that. People seem very sold on it, and for among every scientific agenda, scientific-based agenda that people have, this seems the one that people are most sure about. Whenever I talk to someone who is for whom this is an agenda, they state everything as objective fact, and these are this is science. It's just science, and uh, whether or not that's the case. There's not enough questioning it, questioning it, and that's but, why I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm and I'm used to having to do that myself because you know, as far as uh, software engineering, like having to debate which is a better framework. Yeah. Those answers are a lot more nuanced in in opinion based, so you really have to come 
or that's your best argument, and you have to explain what's the value added. Now, with something like that, like I don't see any of that, and that's weird to me. Uh, why are we not hearing any of those arguments? I mean, there's like even if it's real and it's going to destroy the planet, for you to question that it's economically viable, why is none of that math is being done? Because oh, as soon as you go into that realm, it's like, oh, you're a denier, and we're not even going to consider you. And that's very concerning that they aren't there. And considering that, that uh, it's another. It sounds like it's another question too of just follow the money, and you can find out some Somebody's truth. Somebody's got the numbers. Somebody knows how many people are going to die if we start uh, disassembling all of our uh, oil refineries and start building all these solar plants. And there is a number to that, and somebody knows it. Yeah, somebody knows. Oh goddamn! I don't think I have that clearance. Um, <clears throat> Okay, that's uh, that's it for the rapid fire questions. Do you have any final comments on the the MGTOW movement and its future for uh, the world and culture, and uh, just anything else as far as predictions for uh, societal turning points and how that goes? Yeah, I would say just you know, don't hang your resistance on or your uh, sorry, don't hang your existence on whether or not a woman pays attention to you. That's I, I think that's in. Again, I'm not really a MGTOW anymore, but, you know, that's something that I think a lot of them could agree with, is that, um, you know, don't make that the start and finish of your life. Figure out how to live alone and live happily by yourself. Make some friends that are just, um, you know, male friends that are uh, people you can get along with, and, you know, you don't have to worry so much about women paying attention to you, because... To me, that says that you have something mentally wrong with you. Yeah, what I was going to comment is it sounds like you're not as insecure as the rest of us. Hmm, <laughs> what's so good about you? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, they, um, it's something that's in, insignificant to your existence. You can be perfectly happy without getting any attention from women, and that's something that a lot of people need to hear. Okay, yeah, that's a, uh, uh, if, from my personal perspective and uh, experiences, my summary or my advice of that is get a hobby. Yeah. I don't like. I don't know if you think that's a bad representation of what you're saying, but that's that's my agenda. No, that's what it is. For, you know, for me, there was a little while where it was a little bit draining for me. Like you know, just being depressed about uh, you know my life. I'm not making as much money as I am. I'm not getting enough attention from women as I would like to, and. Finding something that I can work on that I enjoyed working on and moving forward and in, in, uh, compounding on those skills. Yeah. That was by far the most rewarding thing that I could have found. Awesome. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with that. Or my, my experience, I can relate to that. But that's the very rewarding, very fulfilling. Um, uh, relationships can be very – relationships with women can also be very fulfilling. But it's not like it's the end-all, be-all in relation to these experiences. Yeah, okay. but you can't yeah. – you know, what I'm saying is that you can't do, like, the secret and just imagine that a woman's going to have sex with you and it's just going to happen. Yeah, no, of course. It's, that's that's like, fucking stupid. It, it, it's like either it happens or it doesn't. And if it does, it's great. You know, but if it doesn't, then that's okay, too. Like, you can still exist. There's plenty that, you can do. That doesn't change your meaning and existence. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh Thank you very much for coming out. Thank you for spending a, oh God, a full a little over an hour with me uh, talking about this stuff. And uh, I guess, firstly, is there anything you want to uh, plug or suggest to recommend to people? Oh, um, Infowars.com. 
Perfect. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, thank you again, Andrew, for coming on and talking to me for a full over an hour about your talk, your, your ideas on societal turning points as far as MGTOW is concerned and everything else I had to bombard you with. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good night.